What's going on, everybody? This is Joseph. And this is Matthew. Welcome to Joseph's Podcast. This is our series, Sundays with Matt. And I'm Matt. Let's do it. What's up, everybody? So this started off as really just a just an just an initial interview with uh, brother Joseph and myself, but now it has morphed into Sundays with Matt, and this has uh, actually been something that's been on my heart in a way. Um, just sitting down, having conversation about the Word of God, having conversation about ministry, learning, because honestly, you learn just through interaction. You learn through just talking. And so this has been a huge learning experience in all, in all honesty. You learn through somebody saying, hey, uh, how about how about you think about this instead of that? <laughs> yeah. No, seriously. So we've been on a lot of road trips, you and I. <laughs> some crazy. <laughs> we have some funny stories. But um, and in all those road trips, Matthew has always wanted to have those theological discussions. And sometimes my <laughs> wife accompanied us and she'd be like, Matt. Just hush. Like, let's just enjoy the ride. <laughs> like, this is not the time and place to be discussing theology. Yeah. And uh, and I was like, you know what, Matt? It'd be cool if uh, if maybe on on the podcast you, we did a series where we just kind of discussed ministry, discuss theology, discuss um, what was on your heart, uh, the word that God has given you. Something every young minister has. Brother Matthew is a testament to this. Every young minister has a desire to hone in their skills um, of public speaking. Now, I don't feel like I'm skilled in any way, but I feel like it helps when you converse with somebody that is knowledgeable in the Word of God. And uh, and I think this is a great tool for Brother Matthew um, and a great tool for any young man that would like to develop um, maybe their public speaking skills and um, just to come on here and have a, have a conversation on Hey, here's what I'm thinking. Here's here's what I feel, and and we can take that to the word, and and see if it fits, and see if it doesn't. But I asked Matthew today. I said, "Hey, man, <laughs> won't you share what's on your heart?" Um. So, I, um, and kind of before I go into that, kind of what Joseph said. In a way, um, it's as it's almost challenging because you get because I mean, brother Joseph, he's been in the ministry longer. He's preach longer, he's studied the Bible longer than me. Not saying that I don't know anything, but at the same time, it is like a challenge to sit down with someone that is more knowledge, more well, uh, well-versed, well has more wisdom in certain aspects and things like that, because then I have to also sharpen myself so I don't look like a fool. Yeah, man. Iron sharpens iron. Yeah, for real. That's biblical. So, Brother Matthew, and some people may listen, like, man, what's, what's Brother Matthew saying? But hey, listen, if Brother Matthew's consistent at this for what, let's just say three months, let's say six months, let's say a year, um, he will only make himself better. And uh, and so this is a great tool. And like I said, for anybody that is desiring to um, take on pulpit ministry, I'm not saying go start a podcast, but sit down with somebody that, that is well-versed and knowledgeable and just share what's on your heart. A lot of times guys are afraid to share what God has given them because they feel like they can't share it unless it's on a pulpit. Mm, <laughs> I, that's true. I can't give you what God gave me unless I have a platform. And it's like, well, 
in order for that word to truly develop, uh, you got to present it before somebody that knows and especially knows more than you. And, uh, and, and then that begins to help you say, oh, wow, I never even thought about that or, or didn't even think to, to go to that verse. And so uh, me and Brother Matthew have had plenty of discussions on some of his messages. Yeah, and, and honestly, too, not only share what's been on your heart, but a big thing, and this, is, this may just be how I learned. Personally, I'm a question asker. Like, I have to know why. Whether that's in school, whether that's... You're that kid. Yeah, I'm that kid. Why? (laughs) No, like, for real, why? Because me, I have to have rationale. So behind any reasoning or behind any answer to a reason or a problem or whatever that may be, theological, even problem-solving skills within, like, your daily life, I have to know why. Like, why does this work? For instance, like, I'm I'm a nursing major, so, like pathophysiology which is the study of disease processes i love that class because everything about the disease i just ask why and it just leads down this whole cascade of knowledge and i'm like oh my gosh just like (laughs) for real i'm like i geek out with it so how do we make that um applicable to ministry uh you can't ask why on every single thing because it just comes off, especially if it's in a rebellious state. Absolutely. Like I'm just asking why, because I want to do what I want to do and not what you're telling me. Yeah. There has to be. And I think what brother Matthew's trying to say is, uh, is he, he asks why not on a, not on a, um, on a level of, well, why should I do that? It's more of a, I want to gain understanding. Yeah. I want to know what is the thought process behind that. Yeah. And why is this the right thing to do? Or why is this the way that you decide to go about things? Again, not in a rebellious manner, but why are things the way that they are? Yeah, you're essentially building a case. Yeah. It's the way I've always looked at it. You're building a case, and it's a defense, or it's, or, or you're the prosecutor, and you're saying, <laughs> hey, look, here's my case. Case in point, right? You, you have to be baptized. It's essential to be baptized. Why? Jesus told Nicodemus, one of the high priests, he said, you must be born again of water and of spirit. This is the case that I am presenting to you, and you are the grand jury. The the public or the the audience is a grand jury, and they have to decide. Because at the end of the day, whatever you're presenting, whatever you're preaching, is up to the listener to decide whether or not they're going to believe that. And you have to present a well enough case for the grand jury to say, hey, you know what? This guy makes sense. The evidence is before us, and so we're gonna we're gonna side on 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 his side. Yeah, and, and and you can even go into a larger perspective, like that that is true. But you can go into a larger perspective as commu- even like communi- communicating with people, because like just because you say something doesn't mean that someone understands it. Just because they say okay does not mean they understand it. They might think they understand it and then have a different understanding that was not nearly what you were trying to put out. All right, so let's talk about communication. I'm a horrible communicator. Just ask my wife. She'll tell you. But I've learned a couple of things about communication, which is basically, number one, your audience, is it, it varies. Not everyone in your audience is going to think the same way you think. You're going to have the pessimistic. You're going to have the optimistic. You're going to have the realist. 
uh, in your audience is going to be an atheist, in your audience <laughs> is going to be a, you know, overly spiritual. And by overly spiritual, I mean they, they over-exaggerate everything spiritually, right? Everything's an angel. Everything is dust from glory, dust from heaven. And there's people out there that are like that. So our job or our responsibility in when we get up to speak or preach or present whatever it is we're presenting and, and I'm, what I mean by that is teaching a Bible study or teaching on a Wednesday night or or just teaching in any kind of teaching setting, a Bible study setting at a, at a college campus or whatever it may be. So when you're trying to communicate to this audience, just know you're not communicating to just, unless you're communicating to one individual, but we're talking about public speaking here. So you're communicating to a, a broad audience. And unless you know every single person in that building, um, you're going to have to try to reach every person in their way. So one person may enjoy the the visuals, right? One person may enjoy the the sermon prop. Another person may say, well, I didn't really understand the sermon prop. I'm more of a con- contextual. I want context. I want I want to know verse by verse how that is is basically how how is what you're saying how does that match up against the Bible? To me, that's the best form is uh, expository preaching where you're getting into the Word of God and you're taking it verse by verse or you're going in a, um, it's kind of siding more with uh, hermeneutics where you're just kind of taking them through a biblical course in your message. And there's a way to do that. That's what I try to do anytime I'm preaching is, is try to stick in the Scriptures I very seldom do thought-based messages. I mean, they're good. They're, I mean, they're catchy. I know guys that can do it very well. I just never, I mean, my sermons don't even have titles sometimes. Brother Matthew's like, what's your title? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> You're like the whole chapter of Luke. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. The Bible. <laughs> yeah, so, but that, I think that's just me. I, you literally said that like two weeks ago. <laughs> He's not joking. Like, he really said that. <laughs> and uh, and I like, I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that that you know catchy titles are not cool or not good or useful i've I, I love i love guys that can preach i love guys that can can put a message together i love messages with nice titles captivating titles i just don't have that i mean i'm creative but i'm not that creative in in that way i um i think that i struggle in that area so that's why i stick to more of the biblical and some guys may say hey man get out of your comfort zone don't just um don't just you know stick to that part preaching try to preach this right i don't know i don't know about all that i just i just try to do what i know which is preach preach the word and stick to the word and stick to the chapters the verses the bible itself is the greatest preacher some of the verses man you could just read them you don't have to add nothing to them just read them the mic drop and it just yeah (laughs) i mean seriously you know think about this scripture right where uh the scripture says for he is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. All right, so take that verse. <laughs> that verse right there is just, in, in just those few words, it's preached a whole message. And I, you, ha, you have to add nothing to it. Just think about that, right? This is, one, this is another kind of tip on preaching is just break the verse down. Break the verse down into into sections, right? Because and not that you're taking out of context or anything. 
obviously look at the context, but when he says, for he is able to do, that's one part. We have to know he's able. Yeah. And then you ask, well, what? To do what? What is he able to do? Exceedingly, abundantly, above all. Yeah. Above all, all of what we could ask or think. You know, you, know, you talk about things that are in the mind of man and you and I can get into that so much. No, it's deep. It's but, deep because it, then it goes to We're not what, we're not going to try to preach yeah, this message, yeah, but yeah. I'm just we're talking about more practical more yeah, more pra- absolutely. practical or applicable um uh ways here it's just study tips. Yeah, study tips, uh preaching tips, not that we're preaching gurus, but this <laughs> is just helpful for any young minister that's starting off. Again, this is for young ministers. So if you're listening to this thinking these guys are yeah. here acting like well, they know everything. Well, also like too, and in, in particularly in the Bible study setting where you have more of a verbal dialogue that can occur, people are going to ask those why questions. You're gonna, you're going to have some people that listen to you, and then they listen to you. But then there's those people they have to know why. And I feel like personally, the best teachers, not even Bible teachers, but teachers that I've had in general, they've been the ones that have been able to answer my questions. Yeah, because then I feel satisfied as the student. I will okay. say this though: in a Bible study setting, if someone's like, "Hey, could you tell me why?" Don't get off the beating path. Absolutely, I would. If the question has nothing to do with what you're teaching, then uh, <laughs> you know it's like, "Hey, let's put a pin on that." Yeah, and, and or, get, or we'll get to that. We'll get to that. You know, in one of the Bible studies, and don't completely ignore it. Yeah, obviously, you want to answer the unanswered questions, but there are some kind of funny questions out there. <laughs> yeah. Did Adam have a belly button? So, yeah, so <laughs> stick, <laughs> the stick, classic. To, stick to your notes yeah, or the subject. Yeah. And honestly, like, I don't know how the listeners or, or everyone feels about this, but personally, my best successful uh, Bible studies have been with material. Like, you don't always have to feel Absolutely. like, you don't always have to feel like, it's, like, don't feel like it's wrong to use material. Because there was a time and point. Where I thought, like, this is when I just had first started okay. Bible studies. If you're not using material, then you have an extreme amount of knowledge on the Word of God. Absolutely. And that's a gift, and you're gifted. However, not all of us have that gift. So material is your best friend, especially if you're starting out. And this is, again, I, gotta, I have to repeat this because I want to drive this home. This is a young minister's podcast. So uh, this is any young person male or female, that is trying to develop themselves in ministry. And we've said this over and over. It starts at a Bible study. So in this Bible study or in this teaching setting where you're teaching, um, you have to understand that, okay, my material is my best friend. And being young, you have time to go research. You have time to study. You have time. But let's say you're in school. Let's say you work. Let's say you have a busy schedule as a young person, because a lot of young people do. Some young people work two or three jobs. Some young people go to school all day, every day, and then they got to come to church. And, and if, you're, if you're a musician, you're studying, you're practicing your music, your sheets. And, and so then, then you're asked to teach, and you're like, okay, well, what do I do? Material is your best friend. Absolutely. And when you learn that material and you get that down pat, then you're, that's when you start to develop your skills as a teacher, as a preacher, is you have already a base that you can start with. Absolutely. 
and you can always revert back to that. Absolutely. And, and also, and also, like in starting with Bible studies, particularly being an apostolic Pentecostal young person, you honestly should master the apostolic doctrine regarding um, Jesus' name, baptism, and filling the Holy Ghost and repentance. You should really, that should, like your goal should be almost to hide, not almost, it should be to hide that in your heart because that should already be established. I personally think that's how I feel. Like, for instance, if someone, like if I'm just randomly talking to someone out, like when I'm outside, just I meet them. I'm not prepared. I somehow, because if you if you have an engaging personality, you'd be surprised who you end up talking to just randomly when you're out. And so there's been times where due to me having have prepared those Bible studies in advance that I just have it and I'm able to pull it out of my mind and, I, and I'm able to pull it out of my heart and just present it right then and there. But it yeah. takes time. Like I'm not, and again, I'm not saying I'm a Bible study guru or anything I, like that. And I second that because I would say most most times that I feel like, man, wow, um, I just taught a great Bible study on the oneness, or I just taught a great Bible study on speaking in tongues. It was never in a, I would say, quote unquote, Bible study setting, a formal Bible study, like a formal Bible. Like we're going to sit down and study the Bible. Yeah. It was, I remember one time, and I'm a plumber, so if this disgusts you, I'm sorry. But I was putting a toilet together, okay? No one uses those. And uh, <laughs> and I was I was putting a toilet together. It was a brand new toilet, so it wasn't anything, you know, nasty. But I was just putting the toilet together in a brand new remodeled restroom. And the guy that was, uh, he was laying the tile, um, he came in there and he was kind of like, hey, there's, there's, there's something different about you, and and you, we've all had those moments where someone realizes that you're not just a Christian, but you're apostolic. Yeah, like you have the Holy Ghost. Yeah, in your life and so and the favorite gods. On exactly. You. <laughs> so they were that I had that moment, and then it turned into a discussion on on the Bible, and we we started to discuss um, we started to discuss oneness because he was a Trinitarian, and he was like, well, what about the scripture? Um, you know the scripture that says, you know, yeah, the, <laughs> or the one that the one that says that the spirit descended as a dove, and and the voice came from heaven, said, "This is my son, in whom I'm well pleased." Oh, when Jesus was baptized, yeah, and so he's like, "Well, what about that? How do you explain that?" And I was like, "Man, that's easy. Like to me, that's the easiest place to explain it because you don't see three persons in there." Yeah. And we just, I mean, we got real deep into the Word of God to the point where, um, you know. The, the man was like, bro, I, I really I really feel like, you know, you, you have a, a deep knowledge for the word of God, which I don't feel like I do. <laughs> but in that moment, that was one of the greatest compliments because I thought, wow, this guy, you know, here we are in this little bitty bathroom. I'm putting together a toilet. <laughs> right. I'm I'm super like I'm I'm dirty. I got I've been working all day and I'm in my work clothes. I don't I'm not, I don't have a suit. I don't have a tie on. You know, I don't, have, I don't have my loafers, <laughs> you know, and, and this guy's this guy, he's the same in the same state. And we're just in this little bathroom having a having a one on one Bible study. But it's in those moments, like Brother Matthew says, it's in those moments where the the Holy Ghost will will give you the verses and give you. But because before before that moment, you prepared yourself. Yeah. And there's a verse and I don't I can't recall it and I'm probably going to butcher it, but. It's something along the lines of like he, it's I believe it's talking about the Holy Ghost again. I might butcher it, but that he will bring into remembrance yeah. of what you have for uh, something. I I don't know the word it uses, but essentially it's in that the Holy Ghost 
will give you. Yeah, it'll you, bring it back yeah, to memory. Yeah, bring it back to memory, and that's and that honestly, I believe that that's a form of, of anointing, because God God definitely brings that back to you in His because like sometimes I say stuff and I'm like, I forgot I even read that. <laughs> you know, like I forgot I forgot I even knew that. Yeah, that happens. Yeah, it definitely happens. And and so I, I have an interesting story. <clears throat> in twenty, so this is my first. Uh, First uh, year of college, uh, I had graduated. In, I graduated in 2018, so I started um, 2019, and I ha- I was taking anatomy and physiology, my introduction courses to uh, my transfer path, which was very science heavy. And one of my best friends, because I'm I'm a huge I love I love people, so like I'm always trying to talk to people, always trying to network with people. And I actually, you probably wouldn't think this, but I talk a lot. No, I mean you wouldn't think that I we, don't talk a lot. We, we do think that. <laughs> no, I talk. We don't a just lot. think it; we know it. <laughs> I talk a lot, but a big thing. So I'm a people I. watcher. I, I like to. I love to analyze and try to figure out and study people. So it's called stalking, brother Matthew. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, so whenever I enter a room, so then this is school. So I analyze. Okay, who do I think I could network with and help me succeed in this class? Okay, because because your biggest ally, I feel like, in any part of life is other human beings like people all people in classes are always like against each other people and ministry and, and this can even go like ministry too some ministry some ministers will plot against each other i don't understand that i'm like hey i, I want to work on the same team with everybody and we're all trying to reach the common goal so let's work together so even in, in school um that's how i am that's how i i was in this in this semester but anyways i befriended this uh this guy his name was John. He was older than me. He had already graduated with a degree, but he was wanting to go back for nursing. And he was actually an atheist. And so we would sit down in the library for like hours. And we would, quote unquote, study. But we ended up on these deep theological conversations. And I would give him full-on Bible studies. Like, full-on Bible studies. He's like, so what do you believe in this? What do you believe in that? Like, why do you think this way? Like, why do you believe in this standard? Why do you think this? Why do you think that? And he was a political science major before. So he was big into just discussion and debate. And one of the biggest compliments he ever gave me, he was like, he's like, Matthew, he's like, honestly, I've talked to a lot of so-called Christians, so-called believers, and they don't know their stuff. Mm-hmm. He said, and they're older than you. Yeah. He's like, but you at 19 years old, you know more than they know. That's an apostolic attribute. Because if if you're truly apostolic and you go to an apostolic church, you will not go there very long without them putting into you this doctrine. And it's important that you you grab a hold of it. I mean, I've, I've heard it once. I've heard it a million times. You need to fall in love with this truth. And what they mean by that when they say you need to fall in love with this truth is you need to get to know it by heart to where you don't have to pull out a Bible and tell somebody, okay, well, let's go to the— you want to be able to do that, but you don't have to do that. I mean, I've had so I, I had a Bible study one time at Starbucks. My wife has my witness. She was there. <laughs> and we sat down with this young man. And he was definitely uh, when it comes to um, when it comes to education, he was way more educated than I am, which I mean, a first grader is really. But this guy was super educated it, uh, when it came to um you know, business, he was definitely better off than I was. And he was just a very sharp young man. And um, so we're sitting at the Starbucks and he takes out his Bible and he's got this sheet 
He's got a little bitty sheet as big as his Bible, and it's as all kind of writings on it. And and I look, and I was just kind of like, I think those are scriptures. He's got a verses, chapter chapter and verse, chapter and verse. Just I would say even close to a hundred of verses that he had written down. And he because we prepared for this, he was like, Hey, I want to sit down with you. I want to know what you believe. And so we scheduled this date to sit down at Starbucks over here, our merchants, and discuss the Bible. So I'm sitting there, and to be honest with you, not that I didn't prepare for the Bible study, but I didn't have any notes. You know, I just kind of was like, well, he wants to know what I believe. So it's just, to me, it's an intro to a Bible study. I'm not going to bring out the the chart and <laughs> the PowerPoint, you know, I'm just going to give like him, and, you know, I'm going to give him an intro to what I believe. And if he wants to know more then I can bring out the material and yeah. the notes and the big the, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> bring him to church, let him see the power screen up here. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was like, well, I just, you know, I'm just going to tell him what I believe, you know, and, and I know the verses by heart and I know where, you know, we need to go. And my wife was with me. And uh, she told she told me afterwards. She's like, "Wow." She's like, uh, <laughs> "That dude had a lot of scriptures." I said, "I know." I said, "Good thing we had the Holy Ghost because if if it wasn't for the Holy Ghost, I don't think I would have been able to quote the verses and the chapters and to take them." And his whole thing was, "Well, we're saved by grace. We're not we're not saved by works." That was like our Bible study was was <laughs> are we saved by works or are we saved by grace? And um, which to me, I was like, "Bro, this is too easy. I love it." Like, too easy, too easy. And he was like, he was giving me verse to verse. What about Abraham? When Abraham says it was counted unto him righteousness because he believed his faith. He was saved by his faith. And uh, and it was like the Holy Ghost said, yeah, but the next verse says that he had to be circumcised. Yeah, the action. And, that, and so basically we were just kind of, and we were going toe to toe. But the difference was this man had his notes and, and I was just kind of going with the Holy Ghost. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's, and again, this is not, oh, well. To 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 our own horns here, you know this is a this is an apostolic attribute because if you if you're truly apostolic and you love this truth, you were you're going to have those moments where it seems like you go into a a Bible study or a discussion unprepared, and the Holy Ghost is like, hey, why don't you sit back? I got this one. <laughs> let me let me take over. Yeah, it's like Jesus take the wheel. Yep. <laughs> no, but it's like a real fact, and that's the thing is. Whenever we think or whenever we hear, you know, Acts 1 and 8, you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. You know, we think that it has to be us calling fire down from heaven. But it can just be something so simple like that. And that's the beautiful thing about it. Well, um, we're not going to take up too much of your time. This is kind of a, like I said, this is one of those. I'm about to speak in the Holy Ghost right now, bro. Um. Yeah. <laughs> this is a tool um, for for anyone that is listening. Um, Sundays with Matt. You know, maybe this is not for you, but I know that there are some that are interested in developing their public speaking or their their teaching teaching Bible study settings. And public speaking doesn't always have to be in a sanctuary on a pulpit. Public speaking can be in a classroom. And um, sharing a Bible study with your classmates and, and all of a sudden all of your classmates are tuning in. And then at that moment, you're public speaking. I mean, whether you want to or not, and you may say, oh, I'm too afraid to get up on a platform or a pulpit. Well, that may be the case. Um, 
But you can't be afraid to, to share the word of God. You have to be ready yeah. at, at all times. Yeah. And this is practical stuff. It's not like anything super crazy. It's not anything out of the blue that's like you got to fast for 30 days, you know, go yeah. see Mount Car- Carmel. So just to revisit what we've talked about, the first thing we were saying was find somebody that is well-versed, have a conversation. Don't be afraid to share what God put in your heart. If God gave you a word, say, hey, God, God gave me this title. God gave me. I sat down with my brother the other day. He's a, he's, he's a preacher. I've heard him preach before, my younger brother. But he hasn't been he hasn't preached in a while. And I told him, I said, hey, man, you need to get ready because this year I feel like God's going to open some doors for you. And he was like, yeah, I've been thinking. I've been, I'm like, and I put him on the spot, bro. I said, okay, tell me what God put on your heart. <laughs> Give me the word that God gave you recently. And he was like, what? And he started laughing. He thought I was playing. I was like, no, I'm serious. Like, Let me for real. I want to know. That business. Yeah, I'm about it. You know, I want to know what it got. And he's, he started giving me what God gave him in his heart. And he's like, this is what I feel like God gave me. This is, And I said, that's good. I said, but here's, here's, here's what I say. Chapter and verse. And I started taking the scripture on his own thought. And I was like, hey, look, this is where you can, this is where you can take it. This is because it's just the thought that you have. Right. But you can't be always doing thought based messages. Go to the, go to the Bible, go to the word. So that makes the second part. Be a sponge. Yes. Listen. Digest. Get material. Brother Matthew said material is is not your enemy. You know, material is your friend. You want to be able to go to material and have a base. Unless you have an extreme gift and knowledge of the word of God, then by all means do what you got to do. But for those of you that struggle and, and like, well, I don't know where to start. Get you some material, man. Search for truth. Listen. Pastor Nate Whitley just came out with Colossians, Christ All in All. It's a Bible exposition series. That right there is a Bible study tool right there that you can use, that you can learn and memorize. That'd be good for oneness, too, because there's a lot of oneness scriptures. Exactly. Boom. Exactly. (laughs) And so there's a lot of tools. So that was the second thing is, is material. Get it in your heart. And then lastly, you know, just let the Holy Ghost lead you. Once you've once you've done these things, once you've already put it in your heart, once you've already kind of gone and um, and studied it, and and it's it's there. You know, don't be don't be afraid to let let the Holy Ghost use you. Whether you're on a pulpit or whether you're in a classroom setting, let the Holy Ghost guide you. And, and when the Holy Ghost tells you to sit down, sit down. Yeah, and you have to be comfortable with doing that too. It comes it comes through time. Like that time is the more you do it, the more comfortable you are. Like now, like for me, three years ago, I don't want to talk to that person. I don't know if I talk to that person. Now I'm like, hey, what's up, man? Like, yeah. What's up? Like, you want a Bible study? <laughs> well, thank you guys for tuning in. We appreciate it. And I hope you enjoyed this Sundays with Matt. Peace out. We got more content coming your way. Stay tuned. God bless you. And Merry Christmas. <laughs>